This is the Rad Mars Podcast, episode 38. I'm Andy Mindler. And I'm Brendan Trombley. I'm Trevor Williams. I'm Andrew Ford. Oh, it's me, Rushy. Hello. Wow, did you see you over there? <laughs> trying to go He's going to shorten that pause. <laughs> no, leave that pause. Like, make it, make it double long. I mentioned in another podcast uh, when you weren't on that you always leave like a, a longer pause between like when you say your thing and I always just cut it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Every time you put it in and then every time I'm like, I'm cutting this. <laughs> oh, I don't put it in on purpose. I just forget, forget what, what you were doing. Forget that <laughs> <laughs> loses track of time and space. Yeah. I just assumed it was an artistic decision. You know, oh, I did too. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I don't tell you. I got hey, do you want to here. start it? If you go at the beginning, you can't be late. No, I don't want to start it. Are you kidding me? I'm definitely gonna fuck it up then. It's too much pressure. Yeah, mm. I'm just, I'm just like sliding at the end there, being like, "Yo, dog." You also get to you cheat a little bit. You get to talk about what you want to talk about for banter time. You know, I get, I get first chomp at the bit. <laughs> do you? Well, chomp away, sir. Yeah, what do you I've been say? Path of Exile for the last forty-eight hours. I oh, can't even Christ. see straight, man. It's fucking great. <laughs> New expansion, oh, Path of Exile. Really? Play it. It's great. Wasn't there just another one? They, they do it like four times a year. Oh, right. This was the one that they delayed to avoid uh, Cyberpunk. No, right? the last one. Oh, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> how, God. how many of these things are they doing? Like Four times one a year. Every price? One, once a quarter is pretty sweet. Yeah. Mm, that's really frequent. Well, yeah. Us hardcore boys wish they would do three, um, but they would never do that because they would miss it a lot of money. <laughs> Roushi, I, I feel like I have a moral obligation to point you to a friend of mine who has a very similar personality and is also very excited about Path of Exile. Yeah, he's the correct and perfect human being, uh, as we all are, Indeed. except for you guys who don't play Path of Exile. But, you know, we'll make exceptions for you. <laughs> you just froze there, so. Oh, uh, well. And I think the key part of what you were saying, uh, was that just me? No, 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 no he froze, yeah, he but froze. I'm froze assuming he's recording. Already? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, my recording is fine. So, yeah. basically, yeah. Uh... hey, stop that. <laughs> That's it. Kind of things. That's great. <laughs> okay, noted. <laughs> this is good. This is a good start to a podcast. <laughs> yeah. We are doing this. This is a good one. <laughs> can already tell. We, we, I'm we, glad we got. <laughs> this trash can has already been lit yeah. aflame. <laughs> We, we went super hard over the last couple of days, so I've been up to like seven in the morning for the last two mm. days. What are you doing? Like, what's happening? Why are you, why are you going so hard? Like, that's what happens every time I play Path of Exile. <laughs> it's just that good, man. I don't know. You gotta go. Do you play it in like hardcore mode? Um, we used to back in the day, but the game's not balanced around hardcore anymore, so it's it's just not a good idea. Specifically in this one because it's so nutty. Um, mm. If you played hardcore, you you just die <laughs> so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to go so slow that it wouldn't be fun. Um, it's just the way they balance the game nowadays. Hardcore isn't... Uh, basically, only streamers play hardcore, so it's all fun now. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hardcore like if you die, you lose your character, just like other hardcore mm -hmm. modes. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a cool topic we should talk about at some point. Permadeath. What even is life without children? The fact that you can just all day long play a video game and just go into the it's night great and... yeah it's pretty fun i don't know yeah <laughs> what is having free time you're gonna come out on the other side uh and your little kid's gonna be a gamer and then just be able to play games together all day 
Except there's no couch co-op games. We went over this. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Better yeah. buy him a fifteen hundred dollar PC and play with. Well, him. don't worry, your kid's gonna yeah. rebel and love like sports and Jesus or something like. Gotta <laughs> 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 find Christ. <laughs> Is there some sort of Jesus sport that you can use to combine these things together? Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Sacrament ball. I don't know. <laughs> man, 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 man. I'll pull a plug on this one right now. <laughs> just bail, bail, bail. <laughs> I used to do that in the, in the office when, like, some people would like start like a, a line of joke. That you're just like, this no, no. We're just gonna pull the ejection Pivot. button right there. Or like, Pivot this bit. This. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. If you probably had something legitimate to say, and I just talked about Andrew's child. <laughs> no, that does. Doing all right. <laughs> so I was gonna, I was gonna introduce a whole other thing that was going on with me. Mm. What's um, going on with you? Thanks, thanks for asking. I, I really appreciate it. No, um, so uh, in Eve Online, we got war declared on us. Oh shit! And it kind of sucks. So there's these like large groups of players who just declare wars on smaller groups of players and then just like bully them. Are they called Trump supporters? <laughs> They're this one's called Black Flag, and um. They're like an offshoot of some previous ones. And, you know, we've got we've been in these wars before and usually you just kind of sk- skate under the radar, let the war end. And they kind of just like they might get a couple kills on you, but then you it just ends this time, though, they're targeting our bases, like our structures. And so I just learned I woke up today and saw the message that our structures were under attack and a little out of sorts, a little annoyed, a little stressed. So what is there any like political recourse? Can you like assemble a coalition to defend you? Like, is there any way that you can you know, respond to these D bags beating up on smaller clans, I guess. I don't know. Uh that's a sanctions. Good yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> just just and, and Can sternly you deploy, like letters? a UN peacekeeping squad. Like yeah. light the goose yeah. squad beacon. Then they're gonna like burn all your buildings down and take your oil. <laughs> they'll pa- they'll pass a resolution condemning the actions of Black Flag. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they won't do anything about it. So no, these guys, unfortunately, uh, these sorts of groups are really good at hilariously escalating if you try to show any resistance. So like, if, uh, if you would have to be able to show an appropriate amount of resistance. It's yeah. not impossible, uh, but our group's already pretty small, and I don't know how easy it would be to muster help for a small group of players like us. I don't know. It could be, it'd be fun to try. I, I still want to try like defending. So the way structure bashing in this uh, game is kind of interesting because it gives you a chance to defend. It's not like they can just go and kill your structure while you're sleeping because they can attack your structure while you're sleeping on the first round, but there's actually three separate fights and they're sort of, they're sort of like separated out from each other because every, every structure and ship in Eve has shields, armor, and hull, like three separate hit point bars. Mm. And when you fight a ship, uh, you can just kill their shields and then their armor, then their hull in like one go and they're dead. But a structure is different. Once you take down its shields, it goes into like a reinforcement and then there's a timer and then everyone knows when it's going to come back out of reinforcement and when there's like another window for you to attack its, its armor now. So that's what's going to happen uh, after this. Like, so, so they, they bashed our shields last night. So tomorrow evening, uh, there'll be the, the defense of the, the armor. And then if they take our armor down, it's another like five days later, they can come back and kill the hull. So it might be possible to muster a defense if they uh, end up getting to the hull part because that gives you days to prepare. So I guess it would it would be like a Herculean effort for me to try to go off and be like a dip. We call them diplomancers instead of diplomacy. <laughs> the, diploma, <laughs> d- the diplomancers go around mm-hmm. and use their social skills, which not necessarily everyone in that game has, right? Mm. To uh, 
to. I would like, imagine the D bags work with other beating players. up on small guilds also fall into that category. I don't know. Maybe I'm hoping you listen to this podcast and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> we have already said a lot of things that I think anger this type of person. We talked about like toxic nerddom and stuff like that. Oh yeah, There's a lot of toxicity in Eve, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Online games in general. We also complimented cats. They're more dog people. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, our CEO is deciding he's just going to stop playing the game completely. Mm. And for real. Yeah, it sucks because he's the most, most experienced player and knows like basically everything about the game. He's like super, super good at it, but that's also kind of why he's quitting. He's just like bored. Mm. Um, uh, it looks like, I mean, I'm, I might be slated to actually end up taking over as CEO, but. Oh, shit. But like, I don't have all that experience. Like, I'm not going to have as much experience as him to make the same kinds of decisions. I mean, he'll be able to still like give advice, but he's just not going to play the game. But that's like, a, this is like a bad time for it, like, because we could really use him right now and mm-hmm. he doesn't want to play. So is your official title going to be acting CEO until you get approval from the board of directors? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, right now, the, the uh, in this game, uh, you there are shares like like uh, whoever are the shareholders in a corp uh, can make that decision. Like can like resi- make a CEO resign or or reassign them. But in this case, the CEO owns all the shares, so <laughs> <laughs> he's just the dictator. And I think so he just appoints his heir. And I think, I don't know if he plans on keeping the shares or giving them to the his heir. I'm going to ask for the shares. <laughs> yeah. And become the new dictator. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Take the shares and run. We're not going to spread them out amongst the people. I will decide what is best for this company. No, there's actually some, there's some really crappy mechanics that if you don't have control of all the shares, anyone who owns a single share can initiate a, um, like, re-elect the CEO vote. And I, and like... If, you, if you're not paying attention, that can just happen under your nose and then you lose the corp. So you have to have all the shares so that no one can do that. That's so stupid. Yep. And it like so, complete, completely defeats the purpose of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like, let's like see like weird little like, uh, like my, my CEO, he's the one who taught me like that mechanic, right? And that's why I know that that's the thing. And he knows like a million other things like that. Uh, so it's worrisome. It's worrisome to lose him as a player. Maybe you should quit too. I guess so. I'll just, yeah, flip my table and go home this doesn't sound like a good game it doesn't it sound, sound it sounds like it sounds like a job yeah. <laughs> it, doesn't yeah, sound it like really a does <laughs> no i don't everything that you're throwing around i'm like this sounds like a nightmare video games are fun you can keep playing that game it's great you should play that game so Brandon. it's a good game but like the politics are you talking about eve yeah you think i should keep playing so that's the thing i'm kind of interested in this like it's like a weird sandbox for politics and corporate weirdness that like it does have parallels to the real life. I feel like I am learning. I am getting valuable experience that is like, like dealing with people and dealing with their personalities and being able to negotiate different. You got to become a psychopath and you got to <laughs> manipulate people well, and or you, kill them. You got to become a leader, right? You got to get it's developing leadership skills. A psychopath leader who kills people. <laughs> that is one way to, that's one leadership style. I'm sure it's not my style. Are there alien beings? aliens in, in eve online are, are is there one human beings uh every all of the like um there are some alien organisms but they're not like there's not like alien races that fly spaceships all of, all the people who like fly spaceships are humans they're like offshoots of uh a group of humans who came through the eve gate which is like this mysterious wormhole that basically led to another galaxy and like that this is like the like the deep lore of Eve, but like so the Eve Gate, like people came in from you know the Milky Way galaxy through the Eve Gate to this new place called New Eden, new like cluster of stars or whatever, and then some mysterious disaster happened and the Eve Gate closed, cutting off the people 
the colonists mm-hmm. completely from all of civilization in the Milky Way galaxy. And uh, it led to this dark age because they didn't have all the same like levels of technology. So basically a bunch of random scattered colon- colonies became isolated from each other for like thousands of years until they could build up their their technology again and like learn how to like make warp drives and stargates again and so then these like different factions kind of rose up these empires rose up and then finally like rediscovered each other so like and then there were some other offshoots of humans that did other so it's like thousands of years of development right so like it was all of these new cultures and factions are are all offshoots of those original colonists that's cool I like yeah, that. there's a there's a lot of interesting lore. Um, so there's one alien in the game. Glad you like it, Mike. <laughs> it pleases <Check>. Mike. <laughs> there is one uh, alien in the game called the Hanging Long Limb. It oh. grows in a single. It's like an animal that just grows on a single planet, and its eggs, its rows, are a delicacy, mm. and it's an actual item you can trade in the game. And that's what our corp our corp is called, the Long Limb Rose Acquisition Specialists. <laughs> so we, we have like our silly little role play thing where like we are are aficionados of this particular rare food item uh. and whenever we recruit someone we force them to go buy some and bring it and deliver it to us nice. as far as like player uh money goes if they're extremely cheap it's just like a little a little test to see if they can like follow directions if they have like two brain cells to rub together and like <laughs> find an item and get it to us is like test number one to see if they're worth being in the corporation <laughs> so how often do people say are you an idiot yes or no <laughs> You passed. Well, I guess you're in. Oh, that's what I do if I'm recording. Uh, if I'm re- uh, recruiting, <laughs> I, if I'm not, I am recording right now this podcast. Uh, I go to hope so. <laughs> um, I go to a uh, a newbie system. There's like specific systems where people like just are just starting off or kind of hanging out, and I'll actually call out that I'm like looking for these rows, and I have like a little cut and paste message, and so it kind of filters out anyone who like wants to read the message, take the risk, do the thing, and deliver the rows is like step one and I'll give them a reward and they can just go off on their way. They don't have to join the corp, but I'll, I'll, I'll try, strike up a conversation with them and see if they're cool, see if they're engaging. And if they are, I will then um, offer them an invite to the corp. And sometimes they take it, sometimes they don't. It actually takes a, this is where it's really a job. I, I sit there, I spam that message every like 15, 20 minutes and just hope someone talks to me. But uh, hi, hi. please talk to yeah. me. It's rewarding, and you, you get people, and then you find newbies, and you teach them how to play the game. Since it's such a complex game, teaching newbies is a fun and fulfilling part of it. Yeah, and that's uh, exciting. Yeah, you make like a small, tight-knit corp of people that you've trained up yourself, right? And hopefully that leads to cool things. In this case, it's not leading to the ability to defend against this war, but oh well. <laughs> you line up your fleet of level one ships against their fucking Star <laughs> <Yeah>. Destroyer. <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty much, it's pretty uh, much what's going to happen. We have our $10,000 equivalent battleship floating outside your storage garage full of fish eggs <laughs> that, that, is, that is a very accurate ass- assessment of, of the situation we're in <laughs> what are they out there They're like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do about it and you're like i honestly i can't, can't do, do much like <laughs> shoot me or... you're gonna you're gonna destroy it i think like <laughs> i fucking fucking hope you're happy like <laughs> I'm curious how much you lose if they manage to blow up the structure. 30,000 so, US dollars. <laughs> uh, so we have two structures. One is worth more than the other because of the way it's equipped out. Um, we will lose a few billion, like two to three billion ISK for each structure, I would say. Um, that's that's worth like, I don't know, maybe like a hundred bucks worth of 
worth of money, real life money. Motherfuckers. Like, like a, I think 1,500-ish, or sorry, 1.5 billion is worth about 20 bucks. That's how much you can pay for Plex and then sell it. Um, so could you like use real money to buy like a fucking like big ship and just blow these turds out of the sky? Not quite. So uh, we're in high sec, the high security space. And so the size of the ship that you can muster is limited to the battleship size. You can't go to capital ships. And so these guys already have a big old fleet of battleships. And they're like, oh, these... so they have like a bunch of them. Yeah, they, they, they come in with like 12, 14 of these like overpowered battleships. Um, Shit. And they're very, they're very, very well suited to kill structures. They have a, they have like a single weapon. It's a laser that that ramps up. The longer it shoots the target, it gets does more and more damage. They're mm-hmm. also capable of healing each other, so a big group of them can just like heal each other's stuff. They're like hilariously overpowered. Um, so unless we mustered a very similar fleet, which we can't, we basically have very little chance. The structure itself can defend itself, kind of, with some help from other ships. So my goal. I would be I would be very happy if we killed like one of their ships, but I don't know if that'll happen. So given that their ships are kitted out in order to blow up structures, if you had a similar level of resources and kitted out your ships for blowing up other ships, would you just wipe the floor with them? Potentially, yeah, yeah. Uh, you just have to have the numbers of of pilots, and they'd have to be able to fly that ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think we have that. So would that mean you'd need like fourteen real humans? Yeah, exactly. 14 real humans who can fly their own battleships. Do you mm. need, like, training to fly a battleship or something? Yes, again? and you'd have to train your character for months, actually, to get, get the skills to do that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why everyone calls EVE Online Spreadsheet Simulator, because you have, like, a million skills that all train in real time. Just millions of skills. And you just, like, filling up them bars, man. It's great. How do you... <laughs> what does training to be a battleship pilot look like in the game? Is it like a menu and you click a button and it's like training and then like a s- progress bar starts going and then you just walk away for three yeah, weeks? Exactly. Yeah. The training is all, there's no experience in this game, really. Uh, it's skill points that just accumulate over time. You can boost your stats, which increases your training speed. You can also inject skill points so you can actually like, and this is where you can start pouring like a ton of real money. If you wanted to be a whale, you could buy a bunch of, you could you could put a bunch of real life money into buying Plex, sell the Plex for ISK, which is the in-game currency, and then buy skill injectors and then inject that skill, um, inj- inject skill points. One skill injector gives you a couple, ex- like a few days of training at a time, basically. And they have diminishing returns. Once you have a certain number of skill points, you get less per skill injector. So like I can actually fly some battleships. I just can't fly the one that we would want to use against them. Because you can't just fly. It's just not just the battleship. Like just to sit in the ship itself is like one sort of chain of skills. You also have to be able to fly. Uh, you have to also equip the weapons and train into those, right? So like this battleship uses large, you know, beam weapons. So you have to make sure you're trained into beam weapons too. God, Does that make sense? damn it! This sounds awful. This sounds it's like just, a fucking nightmare game. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just uh, uh, t- you have to you have to set up your skill queue. It's part of the game, right? Is figuring out like which skill you want to train when. So you can only train one skill at a time. Yeah, exactly. And they range from tra- training in like, so, and the way they work is like each skill has five levels and the first level is always really fast. It's like a matter of minutes and then it kind of goes up exponentially. The problem mm-hmm. is the higher end skills, that fifth level will take, can take like 20, 30 plus days. And then you get into capital ship skills and that takes like months. So like if I played the game, like, and all I did was like, I'd walk in, set my guy to like train in something and then stop playing for like a month and then came back, I would be like fucking 
Einstein at some bullshit. Yeah, you could. You could. You could totally. Yeah, have something just like queued up and then ready to go in a month. So, like, how far ahead can you sort of train things? Like, could you create a character, set training priorities for the next two years, and then come back and be like, "Ah, I can fly yeah. up the ships now." <laughs> Assuming you keep your character, your your account subbed for two years. Oh yeah, subscription. Oh, there's a subscription fee for. How much does it cost for a subscription per month? Oh, it's like normal. It's like a normal MMO. I don't. It's like fifteen bucks a month. Yeah, probably like like ten to fifteen. Fifteen fucking bucks. Yeah, but I I pay I I make enough money in game that I pay with in game currency to uh, keep mm. my sub going for two accounts. All actually. those sweet sweet alien eggs. Yeah, sweet alien yeah. eggs. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed my time with Eve a lot. Um, I I I would consider going back to it at some point, but it's definitely an hey, interesting. Come come join the Row Corp if you want to. The Row Corp. Maybe I <laughs> yeah. will. Yeah, can you fly a battleship and use beam weapons? Because I hear they have a need for them right now. <laughs> right now, more than ever. Like, if my account still exists, which I extremely doubt it, I, I highly doubt that my, like, you know, level 10 guy with a shitty fighter that can't do anything is going to be worth any amount of whatever. You can suicide bomb. Yeah, suicide yeah bomb. we have uses hey, for, for that. You've got 10 years of training behind that, however mm-hmm. long you're uh, <laughs> right. active. It's like, you're a genius pilot. Yeah, you act like I... Your guy is like a fucking, <laughs> uh, like, mega brain. In a jar, absolutely. Yeah, Mazer Occam that shit up. You, you can just destroy ships with your mind. <laughs> I have been training for this my whole life. <laughs> hey, do we have a real topic? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like talking about using real money to uh, in influence gameplay. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, hey, actual segue. Oh my god. Yeah, that's wow. seven out of ten. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla as I uh, recommended last week, and uh, I was thinking about open world games and open world game design, and. You know, having a child means having next to no free time uh, makes an open world game pretty intimidating or kind of like, I don't know, not super great. (laughs) Because there was one morning where I went in search of some, I don't know, adventure gold stuff that was on the map. And I spent like an hour and a half trying to find it. And I finally found it and opened up the chest and it was like, 12 silver and it's like silver is just like their currency and like 12 is like nothing and i was like motherfuckers just wasted an hour of my time how did it take you an hour to find that exactly because like it was there's a lot of vertical space and uh it's all like trying to traverse and access different areas and from the map you just have like a glowing like uh yellow little blob on the map it's not a pip it's just like a glow glowing like blob so you have a general idea of the area um and then you also have like odin sense that like is like video game site you know that like lets you see where things are but you have to be close enough and so you can see through walls you're like oh it's over there i need to get there but you're looking at like the floor (laughs) You're like, uh, how do I, I, yeah. So then you have to like all fuck around in the area and look around. And after a while, like, yeah. So you saw a blob on your map, but it wasn't clear how to get to the blob. And you spent an hour getting to the blob. And a blob turned out to be like pointless. And it turned out to be. And I was like, open world games. (laughs) I can't deal with this. (laughs) And so I went into the menu system and they have 
options where you can pay to unlock things like you just have everything that's like on the map like through the entire map it'll be automatically populated it'll have an icon of what is actually there like is it treasure or is it like an armor piece or something so you know whether like you actually want to get it or not and i was like yeah just fucking whatever give me this because i'll have a much better time engaging with this game like i'll still have fun like exploring and stuff because like finding the thing that i want to find like the armor piece is still kind of like a puzzle but now i don't have to just like go off to like every single glowing spot on the map because there's thousands of them and potentially like just lose a bunch of time and become when, extremely angry when you say pay do you mean paying with in-game currency or real no. life oh human money. no human man money you paid how man much money. human man money did you have to pay for this privilege i don't know i think it was like ten dollars and uh, honestly what? like i'm perfectly happy paying 10 human dollars to make my life easier how many human only... dollars did you already pay for this game uh, it was on sale, so I'm not sure. Like maybe forty. Mm. Okay, at least it wasn't the I'm full still sixty. Upset and angry on your That's behalf. That's despicable. Me too. I'm not gonna pay that shit. I'm not gonna pay them any shit if I know that exists yeah, in the game. That's just bad design. Right. That's rewarding it's them because for they're bad designing design. around it. They probably made those menus shitty and obfuscated on purpose. They're like, yeah, that's hostile design. <laughs> Like, how much you want to bet they're like, this is going to be the treasure chest that's going to frustrate players enough to actually buy this service. Boom. Oh, no, 12 silver not. right there. Are you sure? They collect data on that. They know that you opened that chest and then very quickly after paid them $10 for that feature. <laughs> right? I, I No, I, I don't think that's because I think I like did that. And then I think it was like the like two days later. I opened up the game and was like, mm, I'm not doing this. So like to them, it's like, they still I know. played it. And yeah, they know X, X percent of players who opened this chest. So I, I bought was, that, I bought that upgrade <laughs> after playing, uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, I was like, let me, I, I kind of want to dip back into breath of the wild. And I mean, like they do similar things like open world games kind of just like, there's some shit over here. Let's right, go hold explore. Up, hold up. You're going to compare Assassin's Creed Odyssey to fucking Breath of the Wild? They're both open world games. Yeah, but one's like an amazing, fun game, and one's full of shit that you have to pay $10 to reveal where the bullshit is on the map. Like, <laughs> Yo, if, if there had been an option in Breath of the Wild that was like, pay me $10, reveal where all of the fucking like ancient, like, whatever the the shrines treasure oh! shrines are like i'd be like yes fucking whatever i don't want to go exploring for this that is not anything you, dude, i want to do the game's you know you can go on the you, you hey hey you know you can go on the internet and look it up on a, a website it's called game facts it's cost zero dollars zero man yeah, dollars free. yeah i don't know yeah that's if you're in agt because like the entire point of the game is to just go in a direction and find something and you'll explore it and have a great time that's like the game. No, design. you won't. Not always. There's a lot of times where you go and you go and spend a bunch of time and there's nothing there. Like you spent a bunch of time in what Zelda? And there's nothing there. Yeah. I, know, I mean, Zelda does a good job designing its world to attract <laughs> this. Yeah. Happened to me so many. That's the reason why I stopped playing Breath of the Wild the first time was because I kept going and exploring places and I'd go around and I'd just be like, "This is I'm like I can't get to this or it's like I don't have what I need or." You know, it's just like not 
nothing happened. And I spent a bunch of time and I'm like, I only have like an hour a day to play video games. I don't want to spend that hour going off in some random ass direction with no idea what to do, only to find out that it was completely pointless and I just wasted all my time. That's like, like that isn't funny about Zelda, though, because I feel like anytime I wandered in a direction, I found something interesting within a few minutes, you know, like that what that world is so dense and full of interesting things. It's it's not as dense as I think you realize like there's a lot of open space there's some pretty big open areas that are like you know a huge section of the map will be dedicated to like a single shrine you know but i don't know it depends on the spot yeah i don't know <laughs> i um it's interesting <laughs> to think though that's that i i guess i'm uh missing it maybe it's just because i have a different like perspective how long ago was it that you played breath of the wild a couple of years maybe i don't know when it came out yeah. but like i don't know man <laughs> for I, me it was I, two years i think it's more like <laughs> I have a different expectation of like I, I don't know if you if you expect there to be an awesome armor piece under every rock then yeah but like there's always something interesting like a cool Korok seed or or some weird little vignette. A Korok or... seed is not interesting. Yeah, why not? If I go somewhere and I get a Korok seed, I am pissed. Why? What? Oh, no. That just wasted my upset? fucking time. <laughs> but they make a funny little dance. Yeah, it's like adorable and cute and like they have. A if cool it takes me line. an entire hour to get a Korok seed, that is wasting my time. Oh, no, I should never do that. I oh jeez, oh man, oh I think, god, I think I hate this mentality so much. I just cannot. Oh my god. It's about valuing time. Like you, how you value your time. Like you can spend, like you, you can dedicate so much more time to something and be okay with that. I don't have that. Like time as a currency for me, like is much more valuable. Right. But as soon as you start nickel and diming like that, you're not going to actually enjoy anything. Like you're going to start questioning the like validity of every second to second decision you're making. And it's going to be horrible. I don't know. That sounds awful. I mean, yeah, that's why games got to be good. <laughs> I think it's totally valid to like really want to value your time in that way. But I also, Andy, find it hilarious that like you with with relatively little time to spare, you play Destiny and you play open world games. MMO games and open world games are the most time consuming fucking games on the planet. <laughs> like, why do you play those <laughs> games if you don't have the time to play them? But Destiny, though, you can you can dedicate you can do you can make progress uh, in 30 minutes. I can go in. I can bang out a bounty or something or whatever. 30 minutes. Get in, get out and done. Like sure. Like my overall progress is extremely slow. Uh, And I know that like I'm never going to be doing raids or anything like that. Like I'm totally fine with that. It's more of like that, like smaller like feeling like I'm making some kind of progress. Like even though I know like other people are like gaining like 10 light levels a day, I'm gaining like half a light level a day. Mm. But I guess those other people getting 10 light levels a day play for a week and then they're done for the whole season. Right. So. Exactly. Like they burn through it. And also like the game, the moment to moment gameplay of destiny is extremely fun. Like, even if like I don't make a ton of progress, like just going out and like shooting a bunch of energy enemies, like the gunplay is so rewarding mm. in itself. I, I think that's fair. Do you feel the same about Assassin's Creed? Um, I at first I didn't. Um, I thought the like combat was not great. Um, as it's gone on and I've gotten more like skills and like interesting things, it's gotten more enjoyable. But um, 
I don't know. I'm at a I'm currently at a weird point where I I'm like in Asgard for some reason. And like I'm playing like my character has turned into Odin or something. I don't know. It's really <laughs> confusing and it's it's extremely unfun. Like <laughs> I don't know. You did a great I'm job like, selling wow. this game. <laughs> I'm like, I yeah. really want this section. I want to go back to like raiding and just like showing up at like people's like because I mean there's a lot of times where like I could just go to like a like catholic settlement and just kill everyone in there mm. and i'm like that was great that was a, that was a good like 20 30 minutes like i enjoyed that so it's like yeah 12 silver no that's not worth my time pillaging and raiding definitely worth my time mm. yes regardless 100%. of whether or not there's any money there because usually when you pillage and raid you also get resources to expand your like uh base mm. so it's like not only do i get to kill all these Christians, innocent, but... innocent people. Yeah, <laughs> citizens, colonists. Yeah. I don't know. Are you invading, or are you being, or like, you're, is your you're invading I'm England, in, right? I'm invading England. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they did sound bad. It's all right. They're, well, bad they're guys. about to in a, in a few hundred years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> on a side note, fuck Nintendo controllers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're so bad. I have drift happening on my left controller your joy con and it's yeah my joy con mm. it's been getting worse for a little while it was like just an annoyance but so i picked up breath of the wild and i was like yeah you know i kind of want to like play around with this this is fun and so i'm doing the yiga clan like thing where the which is kind of like a stealth area mm. you have to like sneak yep. into their zone and use bananas to distract them right yeah uh, so I did it like three times every single time. Like I ended up failing because I would be like waiting to do something. And then all of a sudden the joy con would just send me and like, I'd fucking run off the edge and land in front of these huge fuckers and they'd <laughs> slam me with a sword. And I'm just like, fuck you could truck. God damn it. Nintendo <laughs> on the third time. I just like set it down. Like slowly. I was like, I'm going to burn the house down now. <laughs> did you get your switch like early like at release or did you get it later uh i think it was like a year or two later Hmm. i had a similar experience while i was visiting my parents um the only controller that i had left at their home in arizona was this like super old like controller with a fan inside of it that's sort of like a knockoff thing it's a is it to keep no. your hands from sweating yes oh, yes it is that's, it actually oh, does a right. that's job different that. that sounds kind of cool yeah so i mean that's the reason also i got stupid. it you know 10 years ago <laughs> it is really like stupid. That. um got sweaty mitts <laughs> right but the thing is like the controller drifts on it a little bit and i was playing splunky too and it was oh. such a pain in the ass because that's yeah. the sort of game where it's like, yeah, I've been playing this game for, you know, an hour. And then, oops, the controller jammed in a direction and I walked into a you know bit of lava and I'm instantly dead and lost all my progress. Boom. Yep. Not yeah. great. So, Andy, you you are of then a very specific target audience now with essentially a very high premium on time and a surplus. I'm not going to say like a, I'm not going to call you have a surplus of money in the sense that <laughs> like i know you're not like you know rolling in it but you can still afford to a buy a game and then b buy more on top of the game to remove hostile design features to make it more convenient for you to play but it works for you and you're happy to spend that money 
I I mean, like, I'm not happy about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I certainly look at it and I'm like, I know what you're doing. And, like, you're not making me happy. But, like, in the moment, I'm like, yes, I'll do it. Because I, it, it, it depends on the game. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of games where, like, yeah, I, get invested. I definitely will. They got to get you hooked. They give you a little taste. Yeah. A little taste of what it could be like with the feature. <laughs> Maybe that's kind of, like, so, you know... It, I don't think this is okay, but it, it, it in a way, it at least does um, allow, I guess, game a game developer to tr- essentially charge you more money because you have more money than another person, right? Like, yeah. like, a, like a young college student will, who's like broke will like, gr- you know, grind the hell through those inconveniences, um, whereas you would pay that extra 10 bucks to streamline your experience. Uh, I mean, like, I think that's not quite right because there's also someone who's in my same situation who doesn't have the money for that, you know, like someone who has to put a premium on their time, you know, they have kids or whatever and they want to play video games, but they don't have that extra like $10 to like put down. So then they just have a shitty time, you know? Yeah. Well, you're, you're that's what you're saying, though. They don't have the money. I'm saying you are the target mm-hmm. audience because you have the money. Yeah. I mean, like that's that's like saying any any everything that is made is targeted at people who have the money for it. Well, no, no. In my mind, I think the term we're looking for here is differential pricing, where it's like you're selling hmm. essentially the same product to multiple people, but you're charging more for the people who can pay more. And so, like the best example I can think of this offhand are like um, sort of like commercial printers. Um, where basically they will be sold at a sort of like standard rate, but, and they will be physically capable and they are set to print at like, you know, 20 pages per minute or something like that. But the printer is actually capable of printing at 40 pages a minute, but its software is limiting it to print at 20 per minute, unless you pay the money to unlock the feature of faster printing. I think Mm. Tesla actually did something like this with their battery ranges as well or something. Mm. That wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, it's like a very common practice where like you sell the same good and then you differentiate its features based on how much additional money the customer is willing to pay you. Yeah. Which I've got weird feelings about. Yeah, I don't like yeah, that. I don't like that. <laughs> that, that seems I think those wheel feelings are justified. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean like so just because I did it like for Assassin's Creed, I don't recommend it. Like I did it because I was curious for one thing because I've never done that before. I've never like I've never like bought any like things like that in like an Assassin's Creed. I kind of wanted to see what it was like. Um, and I also was like kind of invested. So I was like, all right, I'll I'll get I'll do it like this time just to see how it is. I think after after doing this, like I wouldn't do it again. Like if I got another like uh, Ubisoft game down the line, like. Because I think they do this on every Assassin's Creed game. Like they started doing it, yeah. Since uh, I, I think the the previous one, the one that was like um, Odyssey. Odyssey, you could buy like a, a what they're what they called time savers, where you could get like an experience boost or something, and it would like level your guy up or something. So you could. There's a cat in front of me. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could level up your guy and, and just like skip ahead, so you didn't have to grind. Because uh, they had like a, a very RPG system in that game. Uh, which is baffling to me that you would pay money to not play the game. But I mean, at least at least in your case, you're like, okay, this is saving me time in that I can go find what I want as opposed to go find everything and you don't know what it is. And the other thing is particularly egregious for me because you're just 
spending money to get level 10 or whatever. It was just it seems incredibly dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I look at it as like, a, like you're spending money just to actually even engage with the game. Like, otherwise, you don't make any progress in the game. Like, I can see how, like, the, like, experience booster might work because I don't know how the game is tuned. But, like, if you only play, like, the story mode, like, that's all you want to do. You don't want to engage with any of the side content. Mm. I don't know if that is enough to, like, propel you along. So you might actually hit a point where you don't have enough EXP to, like, like levels It's my understanding that you don't. You have to, like, the, the story stops and you have to do side content to continue with that. Yeah, I mean. so, I mean, like, the experience booster then, like, I guess, allows you to just ignore everything else and just experience that core gameplay, mm-hmm. which is maybe what, like, some people just want to do. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, that doesn't <laughs> seem great. Like, yeah. I f- like so. This is why like open wor- yeah. open world games like seem weird to me. Like, uh, maybe like maybe this is a byproduct of trying to like hit a lot of different audiences. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, yeah, there are people out there who would much rather just play the game and explore everything, and they'll have a great time, and it's tuned perfectly for them. Like the people going to every corner of the map, finding everything, you know, uh, they're going to have a perfectly balanced normal time. And then you have someone who's like, doesn't have all the time in the world or whatever, and they just want to play just the story. They're going to have a terrible time. (laughs) So how do you balance those two? I guess like maybe just don't play open world games. I don't know. Well, first of all, Ubisoft (laughs) needs to just, make a different game not make the same game over and over and over again that's that's issue one sells though issue one (laughs) don't do that (laughs) the reason it sells is because it's so easy to put a hundred different people on that content because it's just you have 100 people making little islands all over the place like i don't know yeah but people buy it is what i'm saying yeah no sucks i hate it it's dumb make a different (laughs) one make it better but you know what that game's not for me and i don't buy it so it's fine but people enjoy it i guess they do i don't know option number two (laughs) Fucking design your game better, okay? If your game is so boring that you need to have an option to make it unboring, cut out the boring content. Just don't make it. <laughs> make the game smaller. I don't know. It's interesting how like so many games are like optimizing for this like open world stuff and as much content as possible. Like I don't, I kind of don't understand why actually, because it's almost like you'd expect that uh, services that are like subscription based like want you to they want to keep you on them for as long as possible so you keep paying. But games are, aside from those stupid microtransactions, are like a $60 one-time thing. So, like, why are all these AAA games, like, forcing themselves to be, like, as long as and content-rich as possible? It's kind of, it's almost kind of backwards. Yeah. Well, I guess these days they are supposed to be sources of ongoing income, too, right? Different, like, packs and... I don't know, like, GTA Five doesn't it have, like, an ongoing business model of something or other? That's multiplayer, though. It's oh, got to be so. wildly successful as well, given that they haven't released a new one yet. I mean, I yeah. think that's been, you know, it's tremendously profitable for them, but I don't know any details. Mm. But yeah, like the the Assassin's Creed games, like for your point, like why 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 make it so massive of a of a world? Like I, there was one thing where I, there was one day where I tried to get from one area of the map to the other, and there wasn't like I hadn't discovered the fast travel point yet. So I was riding the horse and I was just riding a horse for a while and there was just there was like some animals and stuff but there were no bad guys or anything and there was just nothing it was like just environment and I'm like it's cool like it's nice 
and you can like climb everything all over but to to what end like just make it smaller to me like yeah. make it a, a shorter ride i don't know like well like i don't is it because like people just want to feel like it's so big and like a real world like i don't care if it's like the real world i mean i i feel like that goes in an interesting direction um where there's this tension between what the player wants in the moment and what's actually best for the game in the grand scheme of things like what would be convenient well first off i think it needs to be said that yeah maybe it's just a bad section of the game like maybe that ride should be shorter maybe there should be some content there maybe what you're doing is boring because of this, this is all over th that this happens okay so what i'm talking about then probably doesn't apply to the situation but i think there's an interesting direction to take the conversation in anyway um but for instance you could have the option, and maybe there is the option in the game where you can instantaneously teleport to any of a number of different destinations. Um, but, or alternatively, you could have some sort of service that flies you from point A to point B to point C or whatever. I'm thinking specifically of the game World of Warcraft, um, where, you know, you can unlock flight points and then you can fly between those flight points. But it's not like an instantaneous teleportation thing. It's a thing where, you know, you... Uh, are sitting there, you're not doing anything as a player, you're just waiting. And so, like, on the face of things, like, hey, you're just forcing the players to wait. Like, there's no value to this. But on the other hand, like, if you do have access to that sort of instantaneous travel like you do in, like, you know, Diablo 3 or other games, the world seems to sort of, like, lose a sense of size or scale or whatnot because it's basically just a bunch of points that you teleport between. Um, and I've always found that interesting tension. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Assassin's Creed has fast travel points, too, and I use them, and it's great. <laughs> but you have to open them. You have to travel to them first, right? Usually, Yeah, you have mechanic. to unlock them. I think that's balanced. Yeah, well, I mean, my, my point of view is, like, not designing around that, right? Like, take a game like Skyrim, for example, where their entire system is designed around, like, you walk to an area, and then you fast travel back to town. Like so boring <laughs> because their quest the way their quests are set up you're constantly like going somewhere and fast traveling and be like eventually that design becomes like your quest points are all over the place and you have fast travel points all over the place so you're like going to a thing talking to a guy fast traveling to an area talking to another guy fast tracking to another area talking to another guy like modern mmo design is very much like this too where you're like, what's the closest teleport point? I'll teleport there, walk to the guy, teleport there, talk to the guy. Like, it's like from from a ground up point of view, the design is just bad and unfun, right? Like, I mean, that's what Assassin's Creed does that, or yeah. like that's how I've been playing it. Where <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got a mission over here. I've got a close fast travel point. I'll hit that, and then I'll ride a horse there. And also, the fast travel takes like a good two minutes to fucking load between. So yeah. God, I don't know. Hmm. I do feel like so much of it has to do with player expectation as well, though. Like, this is a completely off-the-wall example, but when I was real young, um, I played a game called Wing Commander 2 uh, for the first time at a friend's place. And um, it's a game where you're sort of flying around in a spaceship, shooting other spaceships, and, you know, doing patrols and things like that. And, you know, typically, you know, you launch from a carrier, you fly around, you go to a place, you blow up things, you float and fly to another place, you blow up things. What I didn't realize when I played the game is that it had this autopilot feature. You press A, you skip to the next thing. Um, and so I was playing this game, uh, you know, 
And it took me like, you know, maybe a half hour to do a mission that probably should have taken five minutes or something like that. But I was enthralled the entire time because it's like, wow, this is the first time I'm flying around with a joystick, you know, playing a game where I'm in a spaceship and whatnot. And it was great, despite the fact that so much of that time was just flying through space, doing absolutely nothing, waiting for the next thing to happen. And like, I could never play a game like that again at this point, because that would just bore the hell out of me. But it was really exciting for me at the time because it was so novel. Right. Well, I mean, a perfect... Because you were an idiot kid. Well, it's, it's interesting, though. But it's also, like, it could be... Uh, I mean, the novelty is definitely a thing. But also, like... All right, take a game like Shadow of the Colossus, right? Like, 80% of that game is riding around on your horse in the middle of nowhere. Like, just quiet time. Which is fine. Because the game is designed that way. It's interesting to yeah, explore. it's doing a thing. And the other thing that you're doing, the, the other 10% of the time, is, like, high-intensity boss fighting. Crazy puzzle nonsense, right? Like, it's balanced and designed that way, right? If your game is like awesome fucking raiding, sword fighting, Assassin's Creed nonsense, why are you riding a horse for 20 minutes? You dummy. Design your world differently so it makes sense. It's... Yes, I agree. This is correct. I agree with Sorry, this. Like, I, uh, it feels like a, like a marketing decision, right? Our, game, our, our world is so big and there's so many things to it do. Does. And now we need to have base building and fucking, I don't know, statistics we fucking have economy i don't know math majors we're gonna go to college why not let's have a harry potter mini game like why what this doesn't need to be in there this not part of the design it doesn't fucking god make two yeah, yeah, games it's game, game design is such a in, that, make, that rampage was baffling <laughs> <laughs> harry potter math majors <laughs> video games yeah yeah see that's that's but i agree, I, agree with it. I think i agree with what you now. said like right like it, so yeah. uh oh, one oh. thing that like what you were talking Sorry, about <laughs> that and like uh trevor kind of sparked my brain a little bit was you brought up destiny and their maps are kind of interesting in that they're traversable spaces and stuff and they're pretty deep and intricate but you also have like a speeder bike to like travel between the zones and but it's really quick to get between the zones and really like the action points are like kind of like bubbles sort of that are just connected by like tubes that you like zip through on your speeder bike and when you kind of like look at it like it's the maps aren't like these massive sprawling things they go deep in areas where like but usually those are like directed and like quest zones or like there's something to do there you know mm -hmm. there's not really a lot of like big open empty space in destiny and i i feel like that's a really good way of doing things you know because it feels like every space that you're in has a purpose and you can play around in and you can you also get the, the sense that like it's a big area because you're on your speeder bike and it's also fun to ride those things um i don't know i i think they kind of are striking an interesting balance of like quote-unquote open world and yeah i don't know maybe i don't know it's not really open world it's it's different but i think it might be better that way i completely agree with you there because you're like if you think about the, the the typical pathway for that right like when you're you're picking like what moon to go to or whatever the fuck 
in Destiny, you pick somewhere to go, and there's a whole bunch of different things that you can do there, but you usually have a goal in mind. You're going to go do a quest. You're going to go do some story thing, or you're going there for a daily to go shoot some whatevers. Like, you'll land, you'll have to travel somewhere, and on your way, because it's a multiplayer game, people will be doing things in the world, or events will happen, and you, you might get distracted, or might you will not be, but, like, it's interesting, and it makes sense, but also you're not going too far, and because you have the speeder bike, it doesn't take you that long to get where you need to go if you just want to go there. But also for the type of player that wants to fuck around and like explore and do cool things, it's available. And you also see other people doing cool things, which may or may not have an influence on what you want to do. So like, it's a much better way to do it, but it's also like integrated from the ground up into the whole game. Is that like from a design standpoint, right? Like everything fits together in that like, Hey, it's multiplayer. Maybe I'm with my friends. Maybe I'm solo. I'm having something to do, but also like I can have the freedom to fuck around and do whatever, but also not get too sidetracked if I don't want to. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think like their map design and stuff like works, even if it's not necessarily multiplayer, mm. like traversing the zones and stuff like there's enemies, like the way they group the enemies and where they're usually laid out, like it's usually scattered and pretty interesting and also, like, it doesn't take you very long to go places, and you can stop and get off your bike and do things. Yeah. And I guess it's also worth saying that, like, the world design in Destiny is very good, high quality. And yeah. every single interaction from riding the motorbike to jumping off to shooting your gun to jumping around is also very fun and well-made. So, like, it's kind of fun. It's a fun video game to play. As opposed to other things where you hit ride horse and you're ride horse. But isn't that what we're trying to discuss here? <laughs> like, I feel like you're like, the caveat here is that it's fun. No, then, I, <laughs> it's a good game. <laughs> this is this is not a slight against Destiny. This is a positive for Destiny. What I'm saying is that they they made the right choices from the ground up. Does it? Yeah, I guess right. I'm trying to figure out, like, what are the right choices? In this context, they isn't, did a lot of the great things, what, yeah. But, like, in terms of, like, open world games and stuff, like, is is open world games, like, a good choice anymore? I don't Not know. really, no. <laughs> <laughs> did, we, uh, did we solve open world games? I think we just decided <laughs> that I hate open world games. Yeah, I think that I think Mike has a, Mike has a lot of strong opinions about open world games, specifically Ubisoft yeah. open world games. And I feel like we've all decided that we are disappointed, mm -hmm. but not angry at Ubisoft for charging ten dollars. Actually, no, we're angry too. Yeah. But, I thought we were yeah, disappointed, I, but not angry at Andy for paying them ten dollars. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I don't know. If you enjoy doing something, enjoy doing it. It's fine. I'm gonna take back all of my fucking saccharine opinions. I'm a shitty internet person. Play the games, enjoy them, do whatever you want. <laughs> he's come, he's come around. All Surprisingly right. wholesome. <laughs> Why don't we take a break? <laughs> okay. Welcome back. Do you guys want to do? Hey. Check this out.
Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. I can actually even start it. So one random one I'll throw out there, um, simply because it's happening while we're recording this episode. Um, every year there's an MIT mystery hunt. Um, if you like puzzles, um, uh, and you know anybody, you know, organize, you know, that is all affiliated with, you know, the Boston area or whatnot or whatnot. I'm sure you could probably find people that, you know, anyway, what it is, it's people. Yeah, I should explain before I actually start going into details, you know, but anyway, um, people form teams, teams register. Um, and then basically there's a weekend that's, you know, MLK weekend um, where uh, a bunch of puzzles are given out and people solve those puzzles, which then unlock other puzzles. And also sometimes the answers to puzzles are, you know, meta clues for solving a bigger puzzle or whatnot. So anyway, it's sort of like a fun social thing if you like puzzles, but the puzzles are really fucking hard. I'm terrible at them. I kind of like the social thing. Um, but admittedly, that was the social element's a little bit weird with everyone being remote nowadays, but you know, they made it work. So had fun this weekend. The second thing I wanted to recommend briefly, just because everyone seems to be very hungry and it was on my mind, uh, pre-sliced mangoes from Costco. Oh yeah. <laughs> Those are, that shit's Hell delicious. yeah, mangoes are great. Mangoes are the best, but I don't actually know how to cut a mango. So pre-sliced is the I just saw a TikTok that showed me how to cut a mango. Really? Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I forgot how to do it. I forgot what it told <laughs> me to do. You can go back to the video now that you know it's there. See, this is this is the modern digital brain. You don't need to know anything. You just need to know where to find it. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait until a doctor's performing open heart surgery, looking at their phone nervously. Uh -huh. Like, how do you do this? That's weird. That's a video for circumcision. That's not the right. Oh thing. shit! There's a YouTube ad. <laughs> YouTube search for heart surgery, enter percent speed run. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get these people in and out of here quick. <laughs> great all right uh, i can go oh <laughs> you go you go okay fine all right um we kind of binged uh between now and new year's which was a few weeks ago now um the netflix show big mouth it's like an animated show um about how horrifying adolescence is basically um and it does like a really good job capturing like it's it's got a lot of gross disgusting humor but it like works because it's about a bunch of 13 and 12 year olds but it's definitely 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 an adult show um it's just but it's it's, it's who the, the the main characters are the the kind of like interesting thing about it is that um they the the main characters are followed by their hormone monster and it's like the embodiment of their hormones like egging them on and telling them to do crazy things because that's what your hormones tell you to do you know um it gets out into some other really interesting kind of like mental health messaging though. Um, they start like, as the series goes on, they start introducing other mystical characters that are, are also like embodiments of some sort of emotion or, um, or, or mental health sort of affliction. Um, so that the, the message of the show ends up being, um, kind of positive and helps you deal with that kind of shit. And of course for a 12 and a 13 year old, that's when that kind of shit really, really hits hard, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's big mouth. Pretty cool show. Cool. I liked it. I'd watch it. It's got uh, Jason Manzukis as a voice, doesn't it? Yeah, he's he's my favorite character too. His character is insane because, of course, his character <laughs> would be Jason Manzukis. Who's Jason <laughs> Manzukis? Uh, um, did you watch Parks and Rec? No, uh, I did. I probably know character names. Have, have you watched uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine? No. 
<laughs> I have. But what's the character from uh, Parks and Rec that Jason Manzukis is? The evil uh, like Feinstein, the the super jerk ass Cologne, Cologne guy. guy. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. 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 Um. So the other day I watched Underwater. Um. It's a 2020 movie starring Kristen Stewart. And it's uh like a, it's supposed to be like a horror movie about like a drilling company on the bottom of the ocean and things go wrong and they're trying to escape and there's danger and stuff and then maybe monsters stuff happen and it's spooky except it's not really spooky ever it's more of like, I, like it wasn't a good movie I would say, but I enjoyed it. It was done well, and like the monsters were like, "Oh, monsters, neat!" Like it was, it was like fun for me. I don't know, like how I described it to my sister was like for a movie set at the bottom of the ocean, it was extremely shallow. <laughs> oh. Got him, got him. Yeah. Personally, I love movies like that though. Sometimes yeah, you just need a, a good brain dead dumb fucking movie. I don't know. It's 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 really good. Like it's a good time to watch and. uh they have like underwater suits that look like space suits that look very similar to like alien. Like they looked at alien and were like, let's do something like that. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, I approve of this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole thing, like the everything in like the underwater, like it, it, it's essentially a space movie. Cause like you're in like a spaceship, but then there's a water. Do you think that. this is crazy? Do you think that, it was originally supposed to be a space movie. They're like, every movie's in space. You gotta do something different. We'll be under the water. It'll be in the ocean. It'll be it'll be an underwater movie. It'll be different. Ain't no underwater I mean, movies it, out there. There one hundred percent is possible. Like there's nothing in this movie that couldn't be slightly tweaked to just be a space movie. <laughs> or maybe they're like, hey, it's cheaper to have people underwater than it is to try to have them flying around in space. Boom. I don't know. I feel like it would actually have been cheaper to do space because <laughs> you got to deal Wires with and green screens rather than like immersing your actors in water. Yeah. Yeah. And also like doing a bunch of like visual effects to make it look like you're underwater and stuff like that. Whereas like in space, it's just like, right. The one thing that I thought was interesting is like so they're in a base on the bottom of the ocean and they're like, oh, no, like the, the very bottom of like the super deep parts of the ocean. And they're like, it's all exploded. They're like, get to the escape pods. And I'm like, hold up. <laughs> Wait a minute now. <laughs> so then they're getting people and they put them in these pods and then they launch them up and then they shoot up. And I'm like, wouldn't that immediately kill you? <laughs> yep, like the pressure of that doesn't like that doesn't fucking work. Right. Actually, like, uh, you, get, you, you get the bends. Yeah. No, you'd, you'd be fine. Presumably. Well, so, hey, if you're inside a pressurized vessel, you'd be fine. If you're outside the pressurized vessel, yes, the bends would immediately kill you. But the thing is, a lot of submersibles, like um, bathyspheres, things like that, they maintain a constant pressure inside of them so that you're not actually subject to different free, uh, pressures. But it means oh. that the outside structure is subject to huge forces when it goes really goes down deep, and that force on it decreases as it goes up. Is the assumption that you're you're pressurized at the surface level of pressure inside of your pod and inside of your space or space yeah, yeah. station? Your oh, C4 I station. get you. Yeah. Right, right. So as mm. long as the the pod doesn't rip itself apart as the pressure changes around it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the fine. reason why like uh submarines, if you know, they're breached while they're underwater, they will implode 
because they have way less pressure inside of them than they do outside. Which that does happen to some people in this movie. Uh, And it is pretty dumb. They get the bends? They, like, bend out? No. Oh, they they implode? Oh, they're super super, Their super suits implode. That's sick. I watched that movie. It's it's pretty great when it happens. You're like, wow! And they do a pretty good job. Like, it's a special effect. You're like, ah, that looked neat. (laughs) It's on HBO Max. Go watch it. Bam. Mm. Or you can probably get it on Amazon. This is, like, the exact kind of movie that, like, Andrew and I and a mutual friend of ours would put on the screen when I like getting drunk at his house when he's back in town. Like just oh, like B movie, just get drunk and eat fucking ten slices of pizza. <laughs> yeah, it it is that is per, it is perfect for that. It is a good one of those. <laughs> great. I'm gonna recommend Path of Exile. The new expansion just came out. Play it. It's great and it's fun. If you like, what's the name of the time. new expansion? I don't know. Fuck it. Who cares? Path of Exile. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh it called like Atlas of something. Let me look it up. Uh, what is it? What is it actually called? Echoes of the Atlas. You know, they all all the names sound the same. It doesn't matter. Every every twelve episodes, you're just gonna recommend Path of Exile. Probably. Pretty yeah. much. It's like I'm gonna recommend Mail every Zan, quarter. Path of Exile. Yeah. Uh, some other stupid shit. I don't know. I'm not going to recommend Final Fantasy 14, despite playing that a lot, too. I can't recommend that game. You're not? You, you can't recommend 14 to people? I like it. You just can't recommend it. You can't recommend someone a game what? like that. Why? Because <laughs> it destroys lives? It's like a giant time vampire. All these games are. I don't know. Who cares? Nothing matters. Everything's made up. <laughs> time is an illusion. <laughs> we've, been, we've been in quarantine for a year. Everything, time stopped existing. Space and time. Who Who is the world? <laughs> all right speaking of time uh i'm gonna recommend this game called the longing um it's like a weird almost like a point and click adventure game sort of where you're like you play as this weird little goblin uh who is like created by this like king and the king is like i must go back to sleep for 400 days and you explore <gasps> oh the i've heard about this and that 400 day timer runs in real time. Yes. <laughs> you, I mean, you don't really have to wait for 400 days, but that's kind of like the conceit of the game is that you're just this little goblin wandering around this cave system as yeah. time very slowly passes. Um, and there's a little bit more to it than that. I've barely played it, but it's a very interesting concept. It's, as you would guess, extremely slow. You walk at like the slowest pace ever from like room to room, picking up coal off the ground and like trying to, I don't know, not go insane. I'm like <laughs> spending that much time. You go back to your room and you have books and one of the books is Moby Dick and it's the full text of Moby Dick. <laughs> Holy shit. So, yeah, it's, just, it's a really interesting take on like, you know, what does it mean to like spend time in a game and stuff like that. So it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where did I hear about this? I don't know, but someone was talking about it, and I thought it was a hilarious idea. Is there are there tasks for you to accomplish, or is he literally just like just hang out, <laughs> like just be here in four hundred days? Yeah, I mean the main conceit of like yeah, the king is like just wait, and I will end your fear and longing in four hundred days. But like you kind of have there's like a little bit of a video game aspect where you have like a little notebook, and it's like oh I should go get stuff so I can draw pictures. I should find some more books. And it like kind of updates and like crosses out tasks and stuff. So mm. there's clearly some direction to it, but it's it's mostly just like walking very slowly from place to place. <laughs> and like the map is like fairly complicated and, and the like 
you have to kind of find your way around. It's weird, but yeah, I just like it as an idea. Fascinating. That, yeah. It's just like so anti this, like every, every triple A game now must have like immense content. <laughs> this is a game of like just walking and slowly going from room to room. Would you describe yeah. it as a strand cat strand? Oh God, strand strand type, type game. game. <laughs> no, there's no other characters at all. It's just you. You just a little goblin, and that's it. There's nobody else there. It's not multiplayer. Just you and the sleepy. Or kid. is it? What if it was, and you just didn't know? Oh, it might be. Yeah, who knows? I'm only like an hour into it. <laughs> One hour into it, 399 days, 23 hours ago. Yeah, actually, the next player his 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 game ends, and then the next player gets three hundred ninety seven days to play the game, and it's actually just the same life of the same <laughs> goblin yeah. for months. I would play that game. Okay, well, um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at a Minler. Where can people find you guys? You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at the Brendo. I'm on Twitter as well. I'm at Eckbringer. And I'm on Twitter at Radhesion, also soundcloud.com slash adhesion and adhesion.bandcamp.com. And you can get in contact with all of us at Team Radmars on Twitter, radmars.com, and radmars.itch.io. That's not the moon. Awesome. That's the website. <laughs> yes. I always clarify that things are not the moon, just in case people get confused. You know, the moon, IO. It's a moon. Jupiter? Oh, yeah, okay. Nice. Space jokes. <laughs> we got it. Hey, um, <laughs> I also just wanted to say that uh, music uh, and editing of this episode was by our very own Andrew Ford. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations <laughs> on this episode. I did a great Yay. job, clearly. You did. Well, I think that is an episode. Another Hooray. one. Another one in the can. Bam. Shoot it off into space. Space or the sea? Mm. Holy shit. Send it to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Pressurize it with the monsters. <laughs> in a are. thousand years, a time capsule will wash up on shore with an ancient historical audio format. And people will be like, what the fuck are these idiots doing? Pod God, these guys sucked. <laughs> Why did he spend $10? <laughs> what was wrong with white like people? Ancient, this is like the only audio recording that was like survived. Scholars will be studying it for like decades. Trying to understand what a dollar is. <laughs> this idiot paid ten dollars to open up a fake map in a game. What an truly, asshole! Truly, they lived at the upper echelons of luxury. Okay. Goodbye. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.